0: Community Church exists to shine as light in our homes, in our community, and in our world. To contact us or for more information, see our website at wildwoodchurch.org.
1: Good morning. My name is John Abernathy. I'm the family and counseling pastor here at Wildwood. Um, this morning is going to be a little bit different during our teaching time because we are at the end of our service commissioning a new group of lay-caring Stephen ministers, so our time will be sort of broke into two. So we should be out of here. They they told me 1245, Bruce. Is that cool? One o'clock. One One o'clock. So uh, that's good. Let me pray for us. Lord, thank you that we have a day that we can come and worship you. Lord, we know that our days are not promised, Lord, that at some point we'll be called home. And we thank you. that we are here today, that we get to worship you, and at the same uh, time, we do long to be home with you. And so I pray that today would be both. It'd be a time with you while we were still here. Lord, I pray that today you would open our hearts and our minds uh, to your word. Lord, that we would be humble, we would be teachable. Lord, we would be present here, uh, focused on you. Lord, that as we come with different feelings and and different life situations this morning and Lord that we would bring those to you and that your word would speak to us we love you in Jesus name Amen. and I don't say that lightly either because I know that um, there are people um, in our body who are sitting out here this morning who are friends of mine and some of you I know some of you I don't know and you come with different um, life situations this morning some of you are here and you're like, man, I hope I can make it through this thing and stay awake, or I am hungry, right? Some of you are here, maybe, um, maybe your stomach's hurting because you've got a life situation that uh, brings a lot of pain to you, and you're coming here this morning saying, man, I hope there is something there. I hope there is something at church. I hope that God can speak to me, or I, hope, I just hope, please, I'm just going to show up there. Others of us are uh, maybe going through the motions. We're here, we come on Sunday, we sing, we talk to people, we write notes, we go home. Um, All sorts of life situations. And so I pray that where you are this morning, um, that you would be able to hear from God this morning and this afternoon and this evening and the rest of your week. Um, I do give praise also, just as we get into God's Word, I don't want to forget this. Um, for the 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 kidney transplant this week uh, that went so well, um, we just want to we want to praise God for um, for that and for the Wyatts and for the, the Russells. And if you don't know about that, there's more on the city. But we're just we're praising God today. And part of praising God is I want I want to offer up a praise sort of for our congregation. Um, as as an OU student who went here to Wildwood um, in 1991. Um, some of you laughed, some of you knew me then, so you were older than me, um, in 1991. And in the last 12 years that I've been privileged to be on staff, um, I have seen in the body at Wildwood uh, people who are very open to helping others when they are asked. That when I have a life issue, or my family has an issue, or someone in our body has an issue, and you go to someone else here at Wildwood in the body, and you say, you know what, I need help, um, I need help with something in my personal life or, again, with my family. Um, The body at Wildwood has always been one uh, to care and to answer that call. Um, There's not a spirit of judgment or of legalism. There's not a, oh, my goodness, you struggle with that? I've never heard of that, or I can't believe anyone would struggle with that. There is a true desire at Wildwood when you ask someone for help, um, for someone to... uh, that is willing to come alongside you and let Christ heal and restore you through them and to walk with you through those things. Um, that when I, when I hang out that, that help wanted sign and I come up to you and I may know you very well or I may not know you at all, or I may even be in my role as the care pastor and saying, hey, there's someone over here who needs help and would you mind talking to them? Um, that the body has been willing, very willing to say yes. I would love to help. I'd love to meet with that person. Does this mean we're perfect? No, um, we are not perfect. We mess things up as we help people, right? We do, we mess things up. But there is just such a, there is a willingness here and I love that spirit in this body. And I just wanna, I wanna praise God this morning for how he uses you to answer when people put this sign out on them and they come to you. Um, I do believe that um This represents the heart of Jesus. And I want to look at a couple passages this morning that talk about that. So open up your Bibles to Mark chapter 2. Mark chapter 2. Probably supposed to also say, or turn there on your electronic device. But I'm not used to saying that yet. Mark chapter 2. A familiar passage uh, Jesus has just healed the paralytic, and the crowds were coming to him. And as the crowds were following him and he's walking, he passes by Levi, uh, chapter 2, verse 14. And it says that he is sitting at the tax booth, and Jesus says to Levi, follow me. Remarkable statement considering who Levi is. And it says that as Jesus reclined at the table in his house, many tax collectors and sinners were reclining with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. And the scribes of the Pharisees, when they saw that he was eating with sinners and tax collectors, said to his disciples, why does he, why does Jesus eat with tax collectors and with sinners? And when Jesus heard it, he said to them, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. Again, Jesus is going to give us his purpose statement, Uh, you know, in our age of, really relativistic thought. Um, there are non-believers who will point to this passage um, and say, look, this shows that you know Jesus loves everything, and we're to love everybody and everything, and I believe that it does. Um, Jesus here, um, though in loving them, uh, doesn't excuse their sin, and he doesn't excuse my sin in giving love. Look at what he says. He says, I came just for this, I came for people who sin. I came for people who have stuff in their life. He gives it as the basis and the purpose for the Son of God to come and to die on that cross. So he says, I love these people. I'm going to be with these people no matter what you, the religious people, think of them. And not only that, I'm going to die for them. I'm going to die for the sins of the world. Jesus continually speaks to this topic, right? Think of the parable of the prodigal son, right? That God is not only uh, there for the son when he comes back, but that Jesus is scanning the horizon, looking for the son when he comes back, right? When there is one sheep that is lost, Jesus is concerned about the one sheep. He says, be concerned about the one, even though there are 99 that aren't lost. When he meets the woman at the well, a Samaritan woman who's unclean, who's had all these men in her life, Jesus loves her and he meets her there. It's a theme in his, in his ministry of, I came for those who are sick. I came for those who have stuff. I came for those with the help wanted sign out, okay? In the midst of this, he calls for us to love one another, okay? So flip over to John chapter 13. So he has this ministry of coming to seek and to save the lost, to seek and be there for those who are sinners and who are hurting. And in the midst of that, at the end of his earthly ministry, probably on the the Thursday of Holy Week, he's in the upper room in John 13, and he washes the disciples' feet. And he says that, I want you to serve one another. I want you to put others first. And in the midst of this, uh, at the the very end of what he says, so one of the last things he's going to tell them while he's still here on earth in his physical body, um, he says this to them, verse 34 of John 13, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Jesus, when he's talking to the disciples, many times repeats himself over and over just to make sure they get it. And I can appreciate that, right? So when I read this, I see him saying over and over, John, people of Wildwood, I desire that you love one another, truly love one another. And he's going to tell you how to do that and what he wants it to look like. He says, just as I have loved you. And there's a lot of ways Jesus has loved the disciples um, and how he treated them and how he taught them and how he was patient with them. Um, He also is going to go to the cross and show us love. He's going to be put to death for the sins of the world. Our sin is going to rest upon him at the cross as the truest expression of his love. That by placing our our faith in his payment for our sin, that we can come alive in Christ as a new forgiven creation. And he says, that's how I want you to love one another. I want you to love sacrificially one another. So he says, I came to seek and save those that are lost and those that are sinners And while you are here, disciples, on this earth, I want you to love one another as I loved you, then people will know that you are my disciples. He doesn't say they will know you are my disciples by how you answer apologetic questions, by how you do this, by what you are here. He says they'll know you're my disciples by if you love one another. And so I hear it, and I'm like, okay, I'm great. I really do want to love one another. I'm good. Um, But... I'm I'm not really sure what that looks like. So could you give me some more information? So God is going to give us these passages throughout the New Testament that we call the one another passages. And God teaches us how to love and how to be loved as we're going to live out the one another passages of Scripture. And okay, let me say that again. God teaches us how to love and how to be loved as we are going to live out these one another passages of Scripture. Um, the, the one another passages of Scripture. There are a lot of different passages. There are there are some on the screen behind you, and I want to just walk through these for a few minutes. Um, how do believers love one another? Well, we bear one another's burdens, right? I, I don't think that should probably be number two on the list. It's probably number one on the list. What that means is, as a believer, um, You come alongside another believer, and you are there for them, right? You bear the burden that they bear. You feel the feel that they feel, and you're willing to help. Jesus says that you're to cast that on him, and part of bearing the burden for somebody else is going to be casting that burden onto Jesus with them and for them. He says you're to bear someone else's burden. He says that you are to build other people up in the body. You're to encourage them. Right? You're to give them courage for living this life that's so hard. Uh, he says you're to serve other people. You're not just to exist for yourself. You're to exist for other people. You're to spend your time, your talent, and your treasure, as Bruce says, serving other people. He says that you're to encourage one another daily, not just a weekly thing or an every other week thing. It's daily. You're to be encouraging other believers, thinking of ways that, uh, you can speak God's truth into them that will bring them courage and will bring them, uh, hopefully, a day that is more focused on him. He also says we're to pray for one another and confess our sins to one another, which would mean that you would, you would, you would need to have somebody in your life to do these things. right? I know that that would be pretty obvious, but there, there are guys in the room, we need to hear this. right? So if you're going to confess your sin, if you're going to pray for one another, you need to have somebody else in your life. Uh, another believer that you can do that with. Um, these are these are pretty intense relational things, um, relational ways that God says this is how you're going to love one another as a body. Okay, you have to um, you're going to have to choose to live these out. Does that make sense? And if you don't know these, a great way. Uh, to to look these up is to go to BibleGateway.com or another website that's an online concordance and just type in one another. And it'll pull up all these one another passages you can study and you can learn from that. But in the midst of living these out with other believers, which again, I think we do a great job of doing these at Wildwood when you're asked. But in the midst of doing it, um, when someone has their Help Wanted sign out, there's another side. um, And that side is to realize that you need help of others in your life Okay, the help wanted sign comes out again as you live in community and as you live out these one another's as you confess your sin as you pray with someone as you encourage them you realize i've got stuff i've got issues in my life and i have to be willing to hang out the help wanted sign right i have baggage i have wounds i have hurts i have pains i have insecurities i have these things in my life, and I have to be willing to do this, to do the second part of the Help Wanted sign. So in addition to seeing it, uh, that Help Wanted sign on someone else's window of their life and going up and saying, hey, I see that you need help. I'm willing to help. You have to be willing to hang that sign out on yourself, to admit to yourself, to admit to God, to admit to another person that you need help, that you need help. Um, This is a choice you can choose to not ask for help. Um, you can choose to not ask for help. You can wear a different sign. The sign you can wear is this one, right? You can wear a sign that says, hey, wait a minute. I'm willing to go to church. I'm willing to sing the songs. I'm willing to do these things, but I'm a private guy. I don't need other people knowing my stuff. I don't need other people knowing our family stuff. I don't. I don't need that. I'll learn from what Bruce and Mark teaching the pulpit. I'll learn from this, and and I'll I'll implement it in my life myself. So hey, no trespassing here. Or you might even have the smile no trespassing sign, where you're friendly, but you're still not letting anybody in, right? So you have to choose. It may it may seem like you have good reasons um, to wear this sign. You don't want to embarrass your family. Uh, maybe you're ashamed of something. Uh, maybe Maybe you don't even think you have issues. Um, I understand. I live with the sign on me at times. Um, it's hard. Uh, but I know that God wants to comfort and heal me and heal you through other people and that he can work mightily through them. Um, that, that God is uh, a God who uses means. And the means he uses to give you his grace is his word given to you by the Spirit, it's also His Word and His truth spoken through other people. And you have to be willing to take down that sign and say, okay, I'm willing to let somebody in here. Um, in conclusion, to this point, um, I want you to keep answering the help wanted sign for others. Right, And what that might look like is to know... That you exist to bring God glory by being there for other people, by being there for other people. You may have messed this up in the past. I've messed it up many times. People go, why not this? Or why'd you do this? Or why that? You may have messed it up. It's okay. But I want you to continue to be there for other people. And that requires opening your eyes and getting them off yourself and looking for hurting people or looking for opportunities or being willing, and this is one that I struggle with, being willing to not be on time for something because somebody needs to talk to you, right? Even maybe at church. It may be that you see someone in the hallway and God is calling you to go have a conversation somewhere um, in the church with them, remembering at some point around noon that you have kids in the children's building that you have to go pick up. So, But he may be calling you to go go talk to them right? To maybe not be on time, to maybe not be the first person to leave the event because you know that someone's going to be there that needs to talk afterward. And I'm talking to my own heart, but keep doing that and be encouraged that, that I really feel like, personally, I could come up to many of you, most of you, all of you, and say, hey, I've got an issue. Will you help? And you'd go, yeah, I'll be there for you. The second part, just to reiterate, is to be willing to hang that help wanted sign on your life are you this morning willing? And you go, yeah, sure. I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to let someone else know my stuff. So what we're gonna do, because you're so willing, we're gonna take a few minutes and you're just gonna to turn to the person next to you and you're gonna tell them something. Go, no, I'm just kidding. We're not gonna do that. Everyone got nervous. They're like, I was willing until you say we're gonna do it with somebody in the service. No, we're not gonna do that in the service, although it might not be a bad thing. But uh, that, that sort of is the point. Oh, I was <laughs> that sort of that sort of is the point, to be willing today to say, as you leave here, uh, maybe if you have a spouse, to say, what do you think some of my stuff is? And then to say, okay, how do I get help with that? To leave here and say, God, show me some of my stuff. I've got stuff. And I, you know what? I'm going to make a phone call or I'm going to make an email. I'm going to do an email today or a text to someone that I know and say, you know what? I know you probably know this about me, but I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with this. And you know what? This may be embarrassing. This may be something that I don't want to say. But but God is going to use that other person in your life. He desires that you would be prayed with, that you would be encouraged. He desires that. Some of you may be saying also, well, okay, I will do that. But, but others maybe I don't know anybody, right? John, that's great. You work here. You interact with people. You can go ask people, that's great, but I don't know anybody in this room, except maybe my spouse sitting next to me, or that's it. Um, You can call me. Um, This is sort of what I do and love to do. Um, Call me. Uh, We will talk. We can pray. Um, I can hopefully introduce you to somebody else that can talk and pray with you as well. Um, We also have, um, in a In a more formal way, I guess you could say, um, the the second part of our service was we were going to commission these these Stephen ministers, and the the great thing about Stephen ministers is they have been trained to listen, and they will come alongside you, they will meet with you once a week, and they will just listen and pray with you. So there is a ministry of people who um, are willing um, to listen to you, to love you, and to be there with you, and so what we want to do with the the remaining part of our service is... um, We want to commission, uh, sort of ordain our new group of Stephen ministers. So I'm going to ask Carla Fry to come up, and uh, we will head that direction.
0: Good morning. I am Carla Fry. I've been a Stephen leader now since 2009. We've had Stephen ministers in our church since then, and they've been able to minister to people who are in need. They meet once a week for about an hour. They talk about whatever is on their heart. If you would... Look in your bulletin, you'll find a handout about Stephen Ministry. we will tell you a little bit more about the program. It says, our congregation Stephen Ministry equips lay people to provide confidential one-to-one Christian care to individuals in our congregation and community who are experiencing difficulties in their lives. A Stephen Minister is a child of God who walks beside a person who is hurting. These people have been trained, the the ones that are going to come up today have been through 50 hours of training and they've heard a lot about how to listen and how to love. They meet people in their hurting moments and that's the important part. I'd like to ask them to come up now if they would. We have eight new Stephen Ministers, I'm proud and happy to report. Also, I'm thrilled to announce that Ann Stewart has become a Stephen Leader as well. She went to St. Louis with me for training, additional training for Stephen Leader, and I'm just thrilled to have her involved in our program. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, I'm introducing them.
1: They look like they're about to sing. So They do. We're going to dance,
0: too. Okay. I'm, they're, they're really worried about that now. All right, I'm gonna read their names off, they're gonna step forward. Julie Farthing, Mary Anderson, Stephanie Niece, Beth Elliott, Kylie Carroll, Andy Peters, Melanie Thomas, and Emily Norman. These are our new
2: Stephen Ministers. Well, good morning. Colossians three, twenty-three and twenty-four says, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, as working for the Lord, not for men, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. And so that I may address our Wildwoods New Stephen ministers, I'm gonna turn my back to you for a minute, and this is for you girls. So, sisters, each of you has been comforted by God with the good news of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection for you. We ask you now to join in serving our Lord and those in our congregation and neighborhood who need to be comforted. As the Lord Jesus has responded to your needs, we ask you to strive to be responsive to the needs of others. As the Lord Jesus took the burdens of the world on his shoulders and has been a friend to you in troubled times, we ask you to be a friend to those who are burdened under the um, stress of daily life. As the Lord Jesus patiently listens when you turn to him, we ask you to be a patient listener in a hurried world. As the Lord Jesus has broken down the barriers that separated you from God, we ask you to heal divisions wherever you find them, and to strive to make people whole. As the Spirit of Christ has given you gifts for service, we ask you to use your skills and talents to help those people whom you serve and to pray for them. And as the Lord Jesus has shown his care to you, we ask you to help this congregation at Wildwood to grow as a caring community through your own caring ministry. And finally, as the Lord Jesus has revealed his presence to you through faith, we ask you to share your personal experiences of faith with those around you so that they too may celebrate the presence of Christ in our world today. And Carla's going to give you an opportunity to respond.
0: Are you prepared to meet these requests that we ask of you? Are you prepared to nurture the skills you've learned and use them in service to others, to support, encourage, build up, and comfort people in all of their needs? Now, we ask you, members of Wildwood, to open your hearts to the ministry of these people and to pray for them, that they may be effective servants of Christ. Are you prepared to meet this request? If so, answer yes with the help of, with the help of God. We also ask you to accept their ministry when you need help to allow these individuals to work with you as you face struggles in your life that you might receive support and help from your Christian brothers and sisters. If you are prepared to meet this request, answer yes with the help of God.
1: Yes with the help of God.
0: Stephen ministers, are you prepared to serve as Stephen ministers at Wildwood? Now, the the other um, Stephen Ministers that have been previously commissioned, please come forward. Also, the elders and staff of Wildwood, if you would come forward to pray with our new Stephen Ministers.
3: Well, we're very excited um, that we have eight new Stephen Ministers uh, to serve our body, and we really appreciate all of you and all the investment you've already made, and Let's just pray. Father, we thank you for all of our Stephen ministry team. We thank you especially for these eight new individuals. We thank you for all the training that they have been willing to go through. A lot of hours of input and orientation. And we thank you too, Father, for the fact that they're making a commitment to be available to us as a body and to us as individuals in the weeks and, and months to come. And Father, we would pray that you would use them in a, in a very encouraging way as they really represent the heart and the hands and the very listening ears of Jesus Christ. And we, w- we would pray that you would use them to encourage other people And we would also pray, Father, that you would develop us as a church family to be even a greater caring environment. The truth of the matter is that every single one of us, every one of us struggles, sometimes very significantly every day, certainly every week in some level, and we need one another. And that's why God called us not to be Lone Ranger Christians, but to be a church family together. So we would pray that these eight new Stephen ministers would just make us into a better church family as we serve one another and help one another, care for one another, bear one another's burdens, build up one another, hold up one another. And we do all that because we have the greatest helper of all who is the person of Jesus Christ. Father, we would pray that you would even do exceeding, abundantly, beyond everything that that I have just prayed, that you would do that because you're a God who has the power to do that. You're a God who loves us so supremely that you gave Jesus Christ for us. We thank you for loving us. We thank you for using us. And especially, we just thank you for these eight new Stephen ministers. May you do great things as we support one another in the body of Christ here at Wildwood. And we pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. Let's give them all a hand. Thank you all, we appreciate you.